Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the nativity of St. John the Baptist. We celebrate his birth. St. Thomas Aquinas once said, We cannot understand Jesus Christ until we come to grips with John and his message. John is a prominent figure in all four of the Gospels. All four of the evangelists thought that John played a crucial role in Jesus' plan of salvation. Therefore, we can't confront Jesus. We can't begin to love Jesus, believe him, or accept him as the Messiah until we first confront John and his message. Now, how is John described? It says, John appeared preaching in the desert of Judea. Well, John is a man of the desert. That is his place. You could say that is his church. How often in biblical tradition that the desert is on display? The desert is a place that draws people within it in such a way that people have a sacred encounter with God. I'll give you some examples. Moses, he leaves his homeland of Egypt and he spends several years as a shepherd in the desert before he encounters God on Mount Sinai and his life has changed forever. Look at the Israelite nation. They're liberated from slavery in Egypt, guided by God into the desert. And God constantly is guiding them, by day as a cloud and by night as a pillar of fire. And after 40 years, God finally guides them into the promised land. Look at Jesus. Jesus, after being baptized by John the Baptist himself, goes out into the desert immediately, confronts the devil, battles him, and defeats him, only then to begin his ministry. How about St. Paul? Paul, after his conversion on the road to Damascus, he doesn't go up to Jerusalem to confront the apostles. Instead, he flees into the Arabian desert and spends three years there before gradually making his way back to Jerusalem to confer with the apostles. And so the desert in sacred scripture is a mystical place, a place where you encounter God. And so it begs the question, what is it about the desert that people are drawn to it? Well, it's a place of truth and honesty, where you're forced to come to grips with essential elements of life. You come to the basic truths of who you are. There are no illusions possible in the desert. There's no sense of self-deceit. And see, that's what John is all about. And that's his message. Now, with that in mind, turn to the gospel story. We hear Elizabeth giving birth to John. And at the same time, it's time for Zechariah to name the child, given the fact that Zechariah is the father. The problem here, Zechariah is mute. Remember the story several months before all this happened? Zechariah 
is serving as high priest in the temple. He's all alone worshiping God. And suddenly the angel Gabriel appears to him and announces the great news. Elizabeth will conceive, and she will bear a son, and the son will be great in the eyes of the Lord. But Zechariah doubts this. And therefore, Gabriel strikes Zechariah mute. And yet, now in the gospel that we just heard for today, Zechariah is holding the infant in his arms, about to name the child. Now, according to Jewish custom in the ancient world, it was always the custom for the firstborn child to be named after the father or after a prominent figure in the family. That's why it says in the gospel reading, Many of the people in the household thought that Zechariah was going to name the child after himself. And yet, Zechariah and Elizabeth both say no. The child is to be called John. And this was the name that God wanted the child to be named. Now, John in Hebrew means God is graceful. Now, stay with that theme of name. Names have significant meaning for us as a people and as servants of God. If you look at sacred scripture, people, when they have a powerful encounter with God, they are no longer the same person. They're changed. They're spiritually filled. And symbolic of that change is they change their own names. I'll give you some example. Abram, after he establishes covenant with God, in which he will be the father of many nations, as numerous as the stars in the sky, and he will be the father of many faiths. Now he's changed. He's not the same person. And because of that, God changes his name to Abraham. Look at Simon. He encounters Jesus Christ. He's no longer the same fisherman. He's a different person. Now he's an apostle. Better yet, he's the leader of the apostles, the leader of our church. Jesus recognizes that, and now he calls Simon Peter, the rock. How about Saul? After he encounters Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, he's changed forever. He was the greatest persecutor of our church. Now he becomes the greatest defender of our church, the greatest apostle and evangelist. And therefore, his name is changed to Paul. See, God gives new names to people because they are no longer the same people. They are stronger. They are faith-filled. Well, we continue that same tradition. We do that at baptism and confirmation. At baptism, our church asks parents to prayerfully choose a baptismal name for their child to be baptized. Why? Well, just like sacred scripture, that child has a powerful encounter with God at the time of their baptism. When they are baptized, they become the adopted sons and daughters of the Father, brothers and sisters in Christ. When they are baptized, the Holy Spirit rushes into their soul to take up residence there forever. And with that powerful encounter with God, they are given a new name to symbolize the significance of that event. Well, the same thing holds true with confirmation. It's a powerful encounter with God that people who are confirmed receive. They become sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the church asks those people that are confirmed for confirmation name to recognize the significance of the event. And so we realize, just like with John, 
names have significance to it, especially in identifying ourselves with God and our mission. Now, with that in mind, turn to the first reading. We hear from Isaiah. He plays upon the same theme. Isaiah writes, The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb, he gave me my name. You are my servant, he said to me, through whom I show my glory. Here, Isaiah is showing us our name is rooted in our identity as a servant of the Lord. We, too, are called by God from the very beginning of our life. That's why Isaiah says, The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb, he gave me my name. That's exactly what happened to John and Isaiah, and it's exactly what happens to us. We are called. From the moment of our baptism, when we are born into Christ, we are called, and then we are named, and then sent on mission. It happened with John, it happened with the prophet Isaiah, and with us. We are called, named, and then sent on mission to live out our faith. One last thing to think about. Notice later on, Isaiah says, Though I thought I had toiled in vain, yet my reward is with the Lord. My recompense is with my God. If you're ever having a bad day, if things are not going well your way, turn to this passage, the first reading from Isaiah. This will boost your morale. And then pray Psalm 139. Psalm 139 begins by saying, I praise you, Lord, for I am wonderfully made by you. You know, if that doesn't lift your spirits, I don't know what will. Recognizing our true treasure is in a relationship with God, and God calls us always to holiness. Today, we celebrate the birthday of St. John, the nativity of St. John the Baptist. Jesus once said in Matthew 11, 11, In all of history has not made known a man born of a woman greater than John. Well, that's a great compliment. John was called by God before he was born, named, and then sent on mission. Well, the same thing holds true for us. Before we were born, we were called, called and then named by God, and sent on mission. The mission? To live out our faith each and every day of our life. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.